Morning. Welcome to the Church of the Covenant. My name is Pastor Jason. I'm going to work on speaking clearly and loudly. Everybody's been giving me trouble about whatever they're giving me trouble about. Give it to the Lord. Turn your hearing aids up. I love every single one of you. Okay. Now, I got a couple of announcements for us. One of them is right after this, well, not after the service, uh, at three o'clock, there's the Christie family uh, memorial. Marilyn Christie, we're going to celebrate her life as she's passed into the kingdom triumphant. And uh, Jesus has wiped every tear from her eye. We have next week, what is it, what's happening next week? We like to eat, so there's a church potluck, right? Right or no? I like to eat. Mike, you like eating? I'm glad you're here. We're going to eat. And then the week after that, what else is there? There's a picnic. Boom, food right? Uh, We're going to switch gears to a little more somber note. Sharon called me this morning. She fell, um, but she said, do not worry. Uh, She was having trouble getting up. She got a little dizzy, and then she fell over. Her children are rushing to her aid. Um, But let's open in a word for prayer, a word of prayer for Sharon. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, come to Sharon's aid. Surround her with your presence, with your love, with your grace, with your mercy, O oh, great physician, heal from within like only you can. And all God's people said, Amen. Let's uh, stand up and greet each other in the name of the Lord, right? All right, everybody, let's gather back together. It's hard to break up such great joy, right? I used to have a theology professor that would say, why are people still and why are people quiet at church ever? Just because it's so, it's festive. It's Resurrection Sunday. Every Sunday is Resurrection Sunday. And so, this isn't a library. (laughs) Just to give everybody a heads up. This isn't a country club either. Just because you hang out in here doesn't mean you're a Christian. Just like uh, John Huffman used to always say, if you spend time in a garage, it doesn't make you a car. (laughs) I just want to give everybody freedom to stand and sit. You can dance if you want to. But right now I'm going to ask everyone who's able to stand for this morning's call to worship and hear us as the psalmist says... In you, O Lord, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, stilling our hearts, quieting our spirits, seeking to find refuge in you. Hear us as we praise your name. Amen.
please be seated and send the, the little ones up. Or the not so little and ones, too. Little yeah. <laughs> and everything in between. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. I am so glad to see all of your faces today. So many of you. I love it. How many of you have started school already? Good. Lucky. Long summer. I love it. Yes. Yeah, right? <laughs> the parents are like, yeah, I can't wait for that to start. Ah. Well, before we get started for school, um, there's one thing I want to send you off to school with, and that's a lesson on kindness. But first, what do I have in my hand here? Tooth, toothpaste and a plate, yes, toothpaste. What do we normally use toothpaste for? Brush our teeth, and what, where are our teeth? And what comes out of our mouth? Words, sometimes unkind words. So can I have somebody help me pour out some toothpaste? Oh, a birthday girl. Ooh. So while she's pouring out some toothpaste, I want you guys to think about some things that you may have said that were unkind. Maybe some actions that you have done that were unkind. And just see how easy this toothpaste is pouring out of the tube. How easy. You can keep going. Or we can give somebody else. If someone else wants to try. Yeah, just keep, keep pouring it all out as much as you can. Because it's so easy for things to come out of our mouth. Nice things, mean things. Yeah, everyone can have a turn. I need all the toothpaste out. Let's get, yeah, there you go. See how easy it is to just... Have things come out. <laughs> but now, now I need someone to help me put it all back. Can we, can we put back some of that toothpaste? Here, can, here's a toothpick. Can you, can you put it back in? I actually, we need that at home. Rob and I need to brush our teeth tomorrow morning. So can you, I need it all back in the tube, all back. Here, anyone else want to help him? I got more toothpicks. Yep, I need it all back. Now, Rob and I aren't going to be able to stop at the store on the way home and get more toothpaste, so I need, I need this all back in the tube. Here. <laughs> uh, it's, are you guys finding it's a little harder to put the toothpaste back in the tube? <laughs> yeah. Just like when we say unnice things, we can't take it back. You can't put it back in your mouth. You can't unsay it. So when we come back into Sunday school today, we're going to learn how to be kind before we get started with school this year. Um, so kids, we can stop here. We'll close in prayer. <laughs> Thank you guys for your valiant effort. <laughs> okay, let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you again for this beautiful Sunday and for bringing us all here to PCC. 
Let us go to class today and just hear your word from 2 Samuel, verse 9, and remind us to be kind, Father. As school comes about this year, we just want to make sure that our kindness, your kindness, shows through us to our friends and to those who may not be our friend, but who may develop into a friend um, throughout this school year. Go with us now and be with us today. We pray this in your precious name. Amen. Well, I just want to echo something that Jason said as the kids depart to their respective places. Uh, we are Presbyterian here, but um, that's just something that men created. We are actually all one in the body of Christ, and there's no particular way to worship. And so whatever your style is, <clears throat> whether that's to stand and shout or sing or dance, well, preferably not throw things, but if you're so inspired, uh, just uh, take the next 10, 15 minutes, not as a, a religious segment that we go along with in the service, but from a place of honesty, just to refocus your minds and your hearts into a time of gratitude and into an awareness and the realization that God is with us. God's with us here. God's with us everywhere we go. And it's just a way of, through melody, expressing our gratitude through song. And that's why we do this on Sunday. So journey with us. Even the heavens shout the sound of His holy 
worship you and I are called to love you and I are forgiven and free you and I embrace surrender you and I choose to believe you and I will see you and I are made to worship you and I are called to love
in front of me will be thrown into the midst of the sea 
Thank you very much. That was powerful. <laughs> Remember that our Lord Jesus can sympathize with us in our weakness, since in every respect he was tempted as we are, and yet without sin. Let us then with boldness approach the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy 
and find grace to help us in our time of need. Let us confess together our sins against God and neighbor. Almighty God, you love us, but we have not loved you. You call, but we have not listened. We walk away from our neighbors in need, wrapped in our own concerns. We condone evil, prejudice, warfare, and greed. God of grace, help us to admit our sin so that as you come to us in mercy, we may repent, turn to you, and receive forgiveness through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. I declare to you in the name of Christ Jesus that you, that I, am forgiven. May the God of mercy who forgives all your sins strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit keep you in eternal life. Amen.
thing on yet? Breaker, breaker. As I came in, they were practicing that, and I was like, now you're just showing off, okay? That's crazy good, right? We can all go home, right? No, let's, let's, let's look at God's Word. We're, gonna, we're still in our series on Psalms, uh, end of the summer playlist, and it's another psalm of lament, but this is different. This is a different psalm of lament. You know, like, um, this one is, it's a psalm of reflection also. It's, the psalmist is older, wiser, much like many of our, our members here, much of many of you, as I look out on the, the gray hair and the, and the, and the tattered and, and worn. But there's this deep wisdom, you know? There's a deep wisdom that I've already found in my couple weeks here. And this is expressed in this psalm. It's one of my favorites. It's, it's a beautiful piece. And a lot of times we we fail to recognize the way that things are said is often more important than what is being said. Do you follow that? Have you ever read The Heart of Darkness? You know, that Conrad book? Anybody? Anybody ever read a book? Uh, I'm just looking for people that identify with my stories here. There's just this churning. As you read that book, you, you, you get this building anxiety. In this psalm, and I'm only going to do the first six verses, but go home sometime this week and read through this whole psalm. You can just see there's just this continual mixture of praise and prayer. Let's turn in our words to Psalm chapter 71, verses 1 through 6. In you, O Lord, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me and rescue me. Incline your ear to save me. Be to me a rock of refuge, a strong fortress to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. Rescue me, O my God, from the hand of the wicked from the grasp of the unjust and cruel. For you, O Lord, are my hope, my trust. O Lord, from my youth. Upon you I have leaned from my birth. It was you who took me from my mother's womb. My praise is continually of you. This is God's word. Thanks be to God. First thing right off the bat, Every single time I open the Psalms, I notice how personal. And out of the gate, I pretty much, I think I've mentioned this every week that I've been preaching here, on the Psalms especially, there's an invitation to, to be with God. To get away from, like Danny was saying, get away from the religious stuff, get the relationship stuff. Notice how many times he says, my, my God, you're my refuge. You've continually been there for me. Application number one, right 10 seconds in. Start writing to God. Get creative. Meet with him. Now, let's get to the text. That wasn't even in the notes. That's a freebie. He says in here twice, 
Actually, I, this is, as I was reading, Spurgeon summed up this, this psalm better than anyone. He did, like, like always, he, he summed it up in one sentence. He says, there is his trust and there is his fear. He's talking about the psalmist. His trust, he, he dares to avow. His fear, he turns into prayer. His trust, he dares to avow. His fear, he turns into prayer. One of his trusting mixed in with his prayer statements is, he says twice in verse 3, be to me my rock, my refuge, a strong fortress. Tuesday, I was at our deacons meeting. Sharon is absolutely phenomenal. I just, I want to remind everybody, you guys know it before me. She's absolutely phenomenal. She's been training these deacons as seminarians. Like, she's studying deep, deep stuff. And she said, stop the cliches. Stop the cliches when you're visiting the hurting. You haven't been in their shoes. You have no idea their depths of their pain. I think a lot of times we fail to do that. Notice that the roots of this psalmist, he's a person of Israel. He's a part of the people of God. Imagine being enslaved for 400 years. 400 years being enslaved. For an entire generation, wandering around the desert, not having a home. A whole generation of homeless people, labeled as the people of God. How confusing is that? In the midst of that, and from that, reread these words Be my rock, be my refuge. Be my fortress. Calvin puts it like this. Oh, it's actually Augustine. You don't have to be homeless to feel like you don't have a home. That's that's me. (laughs) Augustine says this. For a walled place, be thou to me. Be my walled place. I've been a part of this homework network solutions um, that Ian that Trellis got me into, and I was meeting with um, Marion. She's heading this up. She's from the city. She she works. She does something, and she she leads this meeting. And she's keeping all the anybody who's interested abreast of what's home what, what what's going on with the homeless situation. And they've just opened the bridge shelter at the lighthouse. Does anybody know that? Does anybody not know that? Okay. The homeless, they're, they're building one over by Rock Harbor, over by Mariner's Christian School. There's going to be a, a, an official shelter of Costa Mesa. But for the meantime, they have 50 or 100 beds, I forget which, over at the lighthouse, the Nazarene Church, right by um, where the airplane park used to be. Is the airplane even there still? Yeah. Okay, good. Is it still called Airplane Park then? 
Okay, good. I like interaction. Everybody awake still? What's going on? But it struck me as Marianne was talking, she said, as it opened, it was amazing to me how they slept. They slept for days. And she said, like with hurt in her voice, it's exhausting being without a home. And then insert my quote, what I just said. You don't have to be homeless to not have a home. I, I, I bet every single person in this room has felt like they've been without a home. And it's so wonderful that the psalmist puts words that I've felt and that you, and you probably have felt. God, you're so amazing because I can hide in you. Be my fortress. Be my hiding place. Another thing I notice about verse 3, these are identical. The first three verses of this psalm are identical with Psalm 31's first three verses, except for one key idea. And actually, most translations leave it out. Anybody got an NRSV? There's a footnote in there. Anybody got a study Bible? Anybody ever heard of a study Bible? Anybody awake? Okay. <laughs> These three verses, there's a footnote. You, if you follow down the footnote and you look at the footnote, it says, footnote, GK, which means Greek. Compare 30, 31, colon 3. Verse 30, uh, chapter 31, verse 3. Compare the Greek to the Hebrew, H-E-B. To come continually, you have commanded. It's just put in the footnote. But there's this idea that's added by the psalmist in this psalm that's not in the Psalm 31, and is the continual calling of God to find refuge in him. And then the, the, the psalmist brings it up in, in verse 6 and, four, and, six and four, 14. And this is what Kidner says about it. These verses are almost an exact quotation of 31, 1 through 3, a deliberate variation to stress a theme, especially dear to an old man, of what is familiar and habitual, introducing here the word continually, which will occur in verses 6 and 14. My praise is continually of thee, in verse 6. In verse 14, what does it say? But I will hope continually and will praise yet more and more. There's this theme, like, like I was talking about Conrad's um, heart of darkness. There's this theme of continual, continual. He keeps bringing it up. He keeps inviting us as readers we are to be in continual conversation. We're going to be in continual relationship. There's never going to be a tide, like a, a, a barrier that breaks between us. This is where Calvin says, by which the psalmist means that he had been furnished with matter of praising God without intermission. He'd been given a reason by God to praise him without intermission. Who's the, who's the longest note holder that you know? 
Danny, who's your longest not, like somebody sings, goes, oh, and everybody leaves and can go back and eat a meal and then come back. You got somebody? David Phelps. I don't know who that is, but look him up and see if he can hold a note, really. There's a guy named Gyro. That's his name. That's legitimately his name. He's got a cousin named Jerome. And Gyro and Jerome were in this band called Mortal. And they were this Christian hardcore band that played around in OC for the longest time. And he would open with this song. And it was crazy because he would come out as this little Filipino dude. And he would go, he'd be singing about the praises of God. And then, at, like, in the middle of one of his songs, it, it, it would randomly happen. Sometimes he would just do it. You know, he was, they were singing about something else. He'd just stand there and go, and you could go out for a bite to eat. You could watch a movie. He's screaming, and the, heart, the band's going, and he's going, and it was sick. It was so awesome. It would bring the whole thing up. This is what the psalmist is talking about. Did the sun rise this morning? Have the, ocean, have the ocean waves stopped making beautiful things? Every time my wife and I have been walking on the beach, she's seen a dolphin. Have you ever read Moby Dick? Yeah, good. That's good. That's good. I, that's high school. Late, read, like, read, that's probably required still, hopefully. But you remember where he, he brings in, he, he says, anybody who doesn't see one of these animals and burst into a joyful song is a fool. He's talking about dolphins. Right? You're pretty stupid if you can't see, you see like this dolphin. I don't know. That's, I, I think they come and wink at Malia. But anyway, <laughs> there's so many reasons to praise God continually. One, one commentator said this. One can imagine people rolling their eyes at someone who wants to praise God all day long. No doubt there is some some hyperbole here, but the psalmist isn't worried about people rolling their eyes. I, I worked with Northeast of the Well for the last couple years, and so I got to see the least and the lost, like the most least and the most lost come to the Lord. And it was awe-inspiring and encouraging to see men covered in tattoos ripped, you know, like just so strong, so tough. But when worship starts, they wouldn't sing, they would scream. The psalmist is calling us to be quick to praise God. Not hesitate. There's a book out there, if you ever want to read something about it. It's called uh, Practicing the Presence of God by a guy named Brother Lawrence. And you, you might say, you can't praise God continually. And Brother Lawrence said, yes, you can. I was in a continual conversation with God Almighty for 30 years without interruption. He was a monk. He was actually a dishwasher, wasn't he? A dishwasher in the monastery. And he first started saying, the key was word association. As I was doing dishes, I would say, I praise God for this dish. I praise God for this dish. 
I praise God for this dish. And he would walk out, I praise God for this doorknob. I praise God for this door. I praise God for my wife. I pra- he didn't have a wife because he was a monk, but he, <laughs> he, he did this word association until it got me. It was so habitual, he was in a conversation with God. And this, this psalmist is probably in that same spot. Praise God continually. And then right at the heart, in verse 4, he says, Rescue me, my God. This reminds us this is a psalm of lament. This is why 70% of the psalms are laments. Life's a lot harder than the manual says, right? Two irons are, are trying to pull him down. But he cries to God, whose one almighty hand can set him free. What injustice is pulling you down? What injustice is pulling you away from God? Go to his mighty hand that he might lift you out of it. What cruelty in your life needs to be handed over to your hope, your rock, your refuge, left in the castle of the Lord Jesus Christ Almighty? And then we get to the, the end of the section of Scripture we're, we're studying. From my youth, from my birth, it was you who took me from my mother's womb. I remember my, my Hebrew professor, uh, actually he was an Old Testament professor, James Butler, up at Fuller. And he said, the Hebrew word for remember has the understanding of a rowboat where you look backwards to move forward. And as the psalmist is looking back, he's looking back to the very beginning. Who is there to scoop up me? God. Who is there in my deepest low when I lost my mom to cancer? God. Who was there when I was ordained in 2012? God. Who was there when I met the woman that I love more than every other person on the globe? God. This psalm also reminds us this is a long haul. And if we don't get in the habit of every once in a while turning back and seeing where God has brought us, we're going to lose our way. In order to move forward, we need to see, we need to remember. No, he came through me then. He came through, oh, even before I asked him, he came through that time. Spurgeon, I'll end it with this. Spurgeon writes, When we could not help ourselves in the very moment of our birth, God took care of us. And he will take care of us even to the end. Men and women who are old should remember how carefully the Lord nursed them when they were infants. And if you come to the second childhood, you shall still have the same God. This morning, turn your trust into a vow. Turn your fears into prayer. Find your home in the God of this book. 
the fortress, the rock of refuge. Practice praising God continually. Lift your cruelties and injustices to him. Look back often and remember where God has brought you through so you may move forward the unexplored days of the future. And all God's people said, Amen. but that's okay. Now that we've come and we gathered and we've, we've lifted his name higher than ourselves and we've heard from his word and we've praised him, now we pause and we say thank you with our wallets and we say thank you for taking care of us with our tithes and our offerings. This morning's tithes and offerings are now received. I may never understand 
that my broken heart is a part of your plan. When I try to pray, all I got is hurt and these four words. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. I know you're Don't feel good right now. I know you think things I could never think about. It's hard to count it all joy, distracted by the noise. Just trying to make sense of all your promises. Sometimes I gotta stop, remember that you're God. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Romans 12, 12. Let us pray together. Wow. 
Holy and merciful God, we praise and worship you this Sunday morning and join our voices together, honoring and glorifying you. Thy will be done. We worship Jesus, our King, freely and openly and pray for those around the world who are persecuted and fearful because of their faith. May you be with our brothers and sisters in Christ and keep them safe. Father, we pray for a world in desperate need of you. We pray for wisdom and peace for the world leaders at the G7 summit. We pray too for your wisdom and mercy as the United States works through issues with our borders, the immigrants already here, and the refugees seeking asylum here. We pray for your mercy and grace to be the salve on our broken world. Lord, as we bask in this beautiful Southern California weather, we are mindful of the heat and ask for your protection on those without homes, on the young, on the elderly, all who may be afflicted by the rising temperatures. Thank you, Lord, for the healing and positive health reports of many here, many of our own. We continue our prayers of health and wholeness for Joan Clamp, for Charlotte Kalenda, for Frank Ortiz, and for our Pastor Sharon. For those still undergoing health issues, we pray for healing. For those experiencing loss or grief, we pray for comfort. For those experiencing feelings of uselessness or lostness, we pray for the Holy Spirit's presence and direction. We pause for a moment of silence to lift up those close to us in need of prayer. And we continue with our praying in the way that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. As we continue our worship, please stand for our hymn of commitment to God be the glory.
Father. Cornell, you're amped. The guy's ready to go. Let's sing it again a cappella. Ready? Oak. Can that be the song for the week? For the month, the year? May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. May the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.